Good evening, sports world. What is happening? Chris Dell here, co-host of the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, sitting here with none other than the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, and here to bring you our weekly NCAA Insider Podcast, switching it from Monday to Tuesday night because of the new college football rankings. And Mr. Alan Dell, I'm just going to start off. Did the CFP committee get it right this week? What's your biggest beef with the new college football playoff rankings? Well, I don't have that big of a beef. Uh, I, I would have Oklahoma 2, Auburn 3. Uh, I reluctantly put Wisconsin at 4. I still think uh, their schedule was so weak, but, but Alabama's schedule was, was weak also because Florida State, first game they played, turned out to be a, you know a bad team when they lost their quarterback. So... Uh, You've been hating on the Badger faithful all year for whining about not being on. So you're saying the Badgers faithful finally deserve to be in the Final Four. Well, I mean, they're undefeated, but uh, I I don't know if they could beat UCF and the the group of five best team who's undefeated. I I think UCF would beat Wisconsin. That's my opinion. Okay, so what's your official Final Four? What's the Godfather's Final Four right now as of Week 14 of the NCAA football season? I got Clemson 1. I got Oklahoma 2. I got Auburn 3. And I reluctantly, I'm going to put Wisconsin four. I don't think they're the fourth best team in the country, but they're undefeated. They played garbage. I don't believe they beat a ranked team all season. And, and you just don't deserve it, but but they're, they're going to get in. If they beat Ohio State in the, in the Big Ten Conference game, championship game, they'll get in. So give it to them now. But the Badgers are a fraud. The Cheeseheads. And they're, they're an embarrassment to the state of Wisconsin. Oh, so there, there, there we it's go. Not the, I want to say something. It's not the players' fault. They should be suing their athletic director, whoever put this schedule together, because it's a joke. And whoever put that Big Ten together, they put all the good teams in the in the East. All right, so so Wisconsin three weeks ago they beat Iowa when Iowa was ranked twentieth. That's their biggest victory of the and season, Iowa, and they're not ranked anymore. Iowa are they? was seven and five. Right, exactly. And Michigan was ranked twenty fourth when Wisconsin beat them. Obviously, not ranked anymore either. So no ranked victories on the entire schedule this year. Um, on the flip side, Big Ten championship game. Do the Buckeyes deserve to get in if no, they beat they, the Badgers? They don't deserve it at all. If they beat Wisconsin. And I'm picking them to beat Wisconsin. I don't know if JT Barrett plays. He may not play. He got run over by by a cameraman. And uh, there was a conspiracy theory going on about that. But uh, so I, somebody, I somebody paid him off. Iowa gave up 55 points and a loss to 7-5 and five, Iowa. They do not, and they have two losses. They do not, and they got drilled by Oklahoma, too. They don't deserve... They don't deserve to be in. If, uh, if if some of the dominoes fall in these championship games, then I, I, you got to give it to Alabama. I mean, um, are, we, are we looking at a case of, of uh, uh, playing games this weekend? Personally, for me, um, so my, my ranking is the same as yours, except I've got Alabama four, Georgia five, and Wisconsin six because of the weakness of that schedule. And look, if you're going to put a two-loss Auburn team in number three, then you have to put Alabama four because that's their only loss of the season. To me, that doesn't it doesn't make sense to shove Auburn up to number two in the country and then put Alabama down at five because they have two losses and Bama has one. So that's a little confusing to me. I, I kind of understand why they did that, but it doesn't make sense in the overall scheme of things. And Georgia's sitting there. If Georgia beats Auburn, they're in. Am I right or yeah, no? they're in, and Auburn's done if they because uh, that'll be their third loss. Right. I mean, one of Auburn's losses is the Clemson. 
Who's the number one team in the country right now? Oh, I think they got it right with Clemson one. I think Oklahoma, I'm agree 100% with you. I think Oklahoma should be number two. But let me throw this in to you now. A lot of wrinkles in the, in this next week coming up. If Oklahoma loses the TCU, are they out? They're out. In the Big 12, they, they, should be, they should be embarrassed. They didn't have a championship game until this year. They felt they needed it to get a team into the, in the Final Four. And what it's going to do, it could, could eliminate the team. Because if they didn't have a Big 12 title game, Oklahoma would be in lock, stock, and barrel. But now if Oklahoma loses the TCU, Big 12 is not going to have a team. Okay, one last what-if question. What if Miami beats Clemson? Where does Miami go? Yeah. Where does Clemson go? No, Clemson's out. Second loss. Whew. And I think Miami should be in. Even though I, wow. I'm not impressed by Miami. But but you got to give teams credit for winning. What about UCF? No love for the Golden no, Knights, huh? too bad. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Wisconsin, UCF can beat Wisconsin. He can, they can beat the Cheeseheads. I agree with you 100%. Well, we, we're going to be right back. We're going to continue what you're burning on in college football. We're going to talk coaches' carousel, coaches' oh, hot seat. Whoa. We'll be right back, folks. Just calm Great. down now. And we're back here, part two of our NCAA Insider Podcast on Go Baller FFS. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at M-A-D-D Journalist. That's Mad Journalist with two Ds. Sitting next to me, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NCAA sports writer, Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather. And after that final four frenzy, let's jump into what you're really beefing on and the coach's carousel, the coach's hot seat. Let me just preface this by saying... You covered both the USF Bulls, who used to play against Rutgers and ex-coach Greg Schiano. You also covered the Buccaneers in the NFL when they had Greg Schiano as the head coach. So I'm just going to let you take it from here. The Greg Schiano, Penn State, Tennessee scandal. What the hell just happened? Yeah, well, let me say this. Uh, the guy that ought to be fired is the athletic director of Tennessee, John Curry, because he did a terrible job. But... I don't think, I think the real reason that Chiano, that, that that higher offer was taken back is the fans didn't want Chiano because he's not a good coach, he's not a good fit. And, and then they added that stuff about his alleged connection to Sandusky and the Penn State scandal. It was really almost double hearsay whether he had any connection. Supposedly somebody heard from somebody, somebody that he allegedly saw that he denies it. But I think that was just used to build a case to get the, to not hire Shiano. Let's look at Shiano. He was at Rutgers for 11 years. He's one game over 500. He was 20, excuse me. He was one game over 500. He was 20 games under 500 in the Big East. He never won the Big East Conference. He never won. He never beat West Virginia. His really one good year is when he had Ray, Ray Rice as his running back. Right. When he was at Tampa, the players hated Shiano. He had to have room room temperature, had to be a certain degree. The, the food had to be cooked a certain way or he'd send it back. The, wow. player, the players hated him, toes on a line, Shiano. And then the whole league hated him when he tried to break up those victory formations. It's, it's an, in an NFL tradition that when you have the game won, you take a knee, and you let the clock run out, and Shiano tried to bust that up. He got yelled at by Tom Coughlin after the Giant game. Shiano was a hated man. He was in over his head. He was 4-12 his last season, and he got fired. But you know what? He never should have gotten hired. And now he's the defense coordinator of Ohio State, the same Ohio State team that has all this talent and gave up 55 points to Iowa. So are you saying Greg Shiano's overrated? Uh, he's, yeah, <laughs> he, he's... Let me tell you, I, he, it's better off for him that he's not going to Knoxville because they would have run him out of town in two to three years. It's better for Tennessee. 
Uh, he's a ba- he's not he's never done anything coaching wise. I'm making a big thing. He took a dreadful Rutgers team and it, he made them mediocre after they had built up their facilities and, and tried to attract quality players. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If you just watch Greg Schiano's Rutgers game against our University of South Florida Bulls, they'll look like the coach of the yeah. year, the best coach ever no, ever no, coached in college football. No, I'll say this: the one thing Schiano did, he beat the heck out of uh, Jim Levin when he was coaching I, USF. I know, man. We, we were ranked I, number two, and remember we I played them on there, Thursday night. I was up there that night when. Uh, Chiano beat number two USF, and, and Chiano totally outcoached Levitt. He drove Levitt crazy. He, maybe he drove Levitt into allegedly smacking that kid around, which led to his firing. But he just dro- drove. And I asked uh, Levitt about that one day. He said, yeah, I don't know what. You know about him losing all those games to Rutgers. All right, so so let's, let's transition here. Stay on Tennessee and... Their potential next coach, you're saying, could be Mr. I'm a man, I'm 40, Mike Gundy? Yeah, like, what's up with that? Who's now 50. It could be a good choice. I mean, Tennessee once was a traditional power when they had, you know, Peyton Manning and the boys. Um, ten, ten years of mediocrity to less than mediocrity. I'm a man, now I'm 50, Gundy. He knows how to score points. Do you think that's really a better job right now in college football? Yeah, I do. Because I think Tennessee, it's, it's, a, it's got a lot of tradition. It's in the SEC. I think it'll be easier to recruit. Uh, I think at Oklahoma State, I don't think Gunny can ever win at Oklahoma State just because it's hard to recruit, especially going against Oklahoma. I mean, they, they, they've been winning games, but... Yeah, I mean, they go 9-3 and three almost every year, 10-2, and two, but they can't get over that hump. I don't know if you're going to get much better than that at Tennessee, and then with such a short lease on that they put on coaches over there, if you don't turn it around within two years, you're likely going to get canned. So where's Gundy yeah. going to go after that? Well, hello. I am a man. Gundy will always go. I think Gundy's one of the better coaches in college football, hands down, for sure. And Oklahoma State, you know, decency in this year, your boy Mason Rudolph probably go into the NFL. We'll see what happens with that. We'll be back with one more bonus edition of our NCAA Insider Podcast on Go Baller FFS. Stay tuned, folks. Sports World, what is good? Back here with the final bonus edition of our NCAA Insider Podcast with none other than former NCAA sports writer, Mr. Alan Dell, the Godfather. Sitting here, I'm your co-host, the Mad Journalist on Go Baller FFS. And just jumping right back into the coach's carousel slash coach's hot seat, what's up with your boy Jimbo Fisher, man? Well, the, the, the reports are he's going to leave Florida State. It's because of family issues. Uh, he went through a very ugly divorce. And uh, the, the word is he, he needs to get or wants to get out of Tallahassee, Texas A&M. Job is open. They fired Kevin Sumlin. And I'm... Um, and, Jimbo is, may not be that happy with things at Florida State, even though, man, if you can't get players into Florida State, you're really hurting. But uh, maybe he just needs a chain of scen- change of scenery. So if he goes to A&M, the Florida State job is open. That's one job that coaches will be killing each other for. There's a lot of names that have come out. Might- what about your boy Willie Taggart? Is yeah, he on that list? Well, he's on that list. He's ahead of that list. If he wasn't at... Uh, at Oregon, I, I think they'd hire him right now. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he left USF one year too earlier. He seems happy <laughs> up in York, Oregon. I mean, he was six and one with his starting quarterback. Unfortunately, uh, opportunistic Willie, like yeah. we call, call him that. But in terms of Jimbo Fisher leaving, I mean, some of those rumors are crazy. I like to focus more on on the field stuff than off yeah. the field stuff. But apparently, what his wife was sleeping with athletes or some some crazy like that. I don't, I don't the dead spin stories, man. You know that stuff's out there. We don't have to confirm it or I, I not. Don't but know anything about that, I don't want to comment on that. But, yeah. Uh, well, let's 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 just move on to some to some better times for Jimbo Fisher and the Knowles. What about keeping it in Florida, UCF, and the Golden Knights? We mentioned them briefly in the last or in the first segment of our yeah. podcast here, but 
Uh, does this team... How far can they move up playing Memphis in the non-Power 5 well, already championship Memphis, game? Memphis, Memphis once. The Memphis Tigers sitting at, what, 20 now? So UCF 14? Something like that. Can they get into the top 10? I know they don't have a Final Four shot, but, yeah. but well, give, give us your non-Power 5 update for the end of the season. I, I, well, I'd say if USF wins Saturday in American Athletic Conference, then they go to a bowl game, they get to play a, a Power 5 conference team. And... Uh, and um, if they beat him, they should get in the top ten. And how about that game between USF and UCF? That was the best game of the week. That's what I'm saying. A group of five uh, American Athletic Conference game, unfortunately, for USF. That goes down as, a, as an instant classic it right there, It was a man. classic, yeah. And then UCF, if you didn't see the game, they won it on a, a kickoff return in the last 120. And then U, U, USF was coming back again until Mitchell Wilcox, who's at Ball handling, security problems all year, fumbled the ball, and I can't remember how many times I've seen him drop passes or fumble the ball during a regular season, so apparently he didn't learn much from it. But it was a great game. Uh, I don't. How know. about your boy Quentin Flowers, though? Not to jump yeah, in, but you great. said in our episode one, I believe, back in July, episode one of Family Feud Sports, when we first started this podcast, you said that Quentin Flowers was your dark horse Heisman candidate. And obviously he wasn't up until this last week. But just to show if he would have done that all year, and what a game from Quentin Flowers. Way to go out on top, huh? Yeah, he threw for 500 yards and ran for over 100. Uh, In my opinion, that ought to get him to New York. That's that's vintage Flowers right there. We've seen him do that a lot, especially with Willie Taggart and the Bulls last season, man. Well, if Willie Taggart was still coaching the Bulls, they would have been undefeated during the regular season. I think they would have won that game. But I'll give Charlie Strong credit. He, He did help the defense. Uh, he, he went to a dime package, played all DBs almost uh, in the back seven for the second half because of uh, UCF speed, and it really helped a lot. Uh, well, if it wasn't for the Canes having that undefeated record up until last week when they lost to Pittsburgh, USF and UCF are the only teams we've been talking about all year in Florida, and that's that's pretty crazy saying that, obviously with the Gators and Knowles having down years. But just to wrap things up, obviously going into all these championship games and just all the implications, I mean, to me personally, this is – the first week, I'm actually personally really excited for college football, even more so than the NFL. I mean, what a week we got ahead of us. Now, what are you looking forward to most this weekend? Well, you, you got the games coming up. Uh, they're all... Which game you turn into most out of all of them? Let me, let me tell you, is it uh, Auburn-Georgia? Is it Clemson-Miami? You know, TCU-Oklahoma interests me because okay. if Oklahoma loses, that's the end of the Big 12. Uh, that That's real interesting. I, I see Clemson beating Miami. Auburn-Georgia, auburn Dominated Georgia, but that was at home, and, and this when it's hard to beat somebody twice. So we'll see what happens in that one. Uh, so what are you going to leave our sports world with now? We got 15 seconds wrapping up on our bonus edition here. Uh, we need eight teams in a playoff. UCF undefeated Knights, and I'm not a UCF fan. I'm a USF fan, but they deserve to be in that. In that I love it. Eight teams. I want 16 teams. But well, hey, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Peace I'm out. A man.